0: Hi, book club members. I'm Jen. And I'm
1: Carrie. And this is Warhammer 40k book club, where we both read from a crag and nerd the F out over Death Space Marine oh my 2 God, trailer. <laughs> Marine 2. Oh my God, it's
0: happening! It's happening! Ah! Things that we never thought would happen. God. Did anybody check to see if pigs were flying? Thank you, dear Lord Emperor and Gork and Mork and Omnissiah, and anybody else. This I'm is free- straight up. And anybody else I'm forgetting? You
1: better take back every nasty thing you ever said about the Mechanicus.
0: I'm never gonna take anything back about the Mechanicus. I'm just thanking every deity.
1: We want that game. And this is this reeks of Mechanicus. This reeks of like Belisarian call. Like, ooh, that game
0: that everybody really liked that nobody's talked about for like 10 years? We could bring that back. I have a feeling what happened is that someone at Focus Interactive loved the fuck out of that game. And <laughs> probably when it finally time came up that they could try to get the rights to it they were just like uh (laughs) by the way you know how we've been doing really well with like our our warhammer 40k franchise you know with this thing called you know yeah gothic armada people seem to like and people did like the necromunda have you ever heard of a little game called space marine (laughs) everybody in the room went Like, I I heard back in 2011 at E3, that's what got half of the Warhammer 40K book club interested in Warhammer 40K in the first place. So therefore. That's exactly the conversation that happened. Yes. So therefore.
1: And then somebody from marketing leaned forward and very quietly said, Titus did nothing wrong.
0: And then someone else said, that's right. He did nothing wrong. Right. He did nothing wrong. Robbie Bobby would forgive him.
1: Anyways, we're a little late tonight because we are losing it over
0: the Space Marine 2 trailer. What if Robbie Bobby's in the game? <gasps> I might actually pass out. My blue ultramarine colored vapors. They're going to have to give him a new company, though, because he can't be captain of the second. That's true. he, Kato Sikarius. Kato Sicarius is captain of the first. Or second, second, yes,
1: he would have need put up with that. T- well, because Titus was, so- anyways, anyways, so excited. Focusing, mm. hey, uh, focus entertainment. Anyways, been a long day, y'all. This is episode number sixty-five, in which we are talking about Dagabo's Revenge by Mike Brooks. This was a wonderful little holiday read that we decided to do because this is a crazy time of year, you
0: guys, and it tells the story of. Thingwit,
1: a grot who and rises to become we wanted a
0: christmas story this is as close to a christmas story as we're ever going to get unless we ever get one about Sanguinala. and for the record this is not
1: the star wars christmas special it's excellent
0: although there are star wars references in it there is a star wars reference oh
1: it. there's three there's a few of them hmm. So, we actually, tonight, we're doing something a little different, because this is a shorter book. We did not post questions on our website, really, which we usually do at wh40kbookclub.com. And we usually encourage, well, I mean, we still encourage everyone to participate in this conversation via Twitter, YouTube, first site. to do with the site. That,
0: that Jen forgot. Well, it's just a short book.
1: Like, look, it's a really fun book, but there's not a lot thematically going on here.
0: There's really a not lot of, a lot of... um Discussion points, really? Aside from. Other. Yeah. I'll kick it off. Did you like the book? Horrors.
1: (laughs) How could you not like a story about a grot rising to lead the glorious revolution? I can tell you who wouldn't like it Hitler. That's probably true. Mm. Stalin. Pol Pot. Mm. Other monsters of history. I just, yeah, it probably wouldn't have been up there, Allie. That's true. It's a good thing they couldn't read it. They wouldn't have had good reviews for it.
0: No, they would not have.
1: But it's just, I mean, look, Mike Brooks, I, I kind of had a feeling. He has a gift. With, he does. And I had a feeling when we read Brutal Cunning. I was like, oh, this guy is very comfortable with, like, this type of just... Off the wall, over the top, soccer hooligan in space sense of humor. This pretty much sealed it. That was not just like a one-time thing. I
0: wonder if it's because he sings in a punk band. Because that seems to kind of go hand in hand. Because you kind of like let anything goes in punk. And it's kind of what these guys do. You know what? The
1: grots are a little punk rock. Let's be real. When he ditches his own coat so that he too can have a red So I have a feeling that this is probably going to be the meat of our conversation
0: for this episode, but what what parts stood out to you? Well, there was actually a few lines that stood out to me that were not pop culture references. Very few, because there were a lot of pop culture references. There were a lot of references in this book, for sure. And I appreciated all of them. Although apparently there's a Fight Club reference that I did not get because I never did see Fight Club.
1: Okay, so it, maybe I'm just reading way too much into this. But at one point, if you've read this book, at one point, uh, it's the captain, I think, when they're storming the bridge, shoots at Fizz, at, uh, I want to call him Fizzgig, <laughs> Fingwit. It is not the Dark Crystal. He shoots at Fingwit and he like, his ear is bleeding and he goes, Ow, you hit me in the ear! I always kind of imagine a certain voice for the cut actually kind of like Iago, Gilbert Gottfried. I always kind of imagine them talking a little bit like Iago from Aladdin. And um, in that line, I read it in perfect Brad Pitt ease. Hit me in the ear. Why the ear? Well, maybe it was.
0: I mean, I I don't know. It could be reading too much into it. But that was my immediately. I was like. Mm so uh so here's the lines that got me that were not pop culture references and watch me say them and jen's like uh that's from this movie why didn't you see that one like 30 years ago anyway uh however as the mech himself had often declared the difference between theory and results was a Zoglotus of swearing i love that i loved that oh the whole conversation of uh you know how red ones go faster is that why humans bleed so easily That was great. That was wonderful.
1: So there is a short story, it's an audio story by Alec Worley in the Necromunda, no, not Necromunda, sorry. In Beringantua, there's an ogre or an ogren in there who has a bullet in his head. So occasionally he'll suddenly be like, oh, here's a philosophical thing. I always like that trope when like Mm -hmm. the stereotypically dumb characters go onto this. That struck me particularly in my heart. Because I was like, oh, they're trying to be, like, deep and philosophical.
0: Is Do you think that's why the blood comes out so quick? I mean, it kind of makes sense to me. I mean, it kind of does. I got to get it. And chuckle. And then this lovely bit. Fire was a bit like squigs. It was useful. It was funny. And under the right circumstances, you only needed a little to make a lot more. <laughs> I
1: loved that I mean
0: oh and this one um, firing a shooter was practically a prayer to Gork and Mork in any case usually please let this hit the Gitsa sort of pointed it at love that I'm like you know what that's actually kinda, Absolutely. that's kind of how I play shooters in video games to be honest
1: <laughs> well it made me think of it with Uthak like Blackhawk when he's like Amon's for cowards yes
0: oh I my like, god that's definitely
1: orky. Yep. I still think, because we wanted to read this for the holidays, right? This was our Christmas book. Um, The Now I Got a Big Shooter. Heh heh heh. You referenced the greatest Christmas movie ever made, Die Hard. Uh, I pretty much sold
0: this book to me forever. I mean, I was already Never. laughing at the fact his boss was named Claus. Like, Claus. Like, all right, we're doing heavy on the nose and uh which is fine you know with me. What,
1: though you know that and here's the thing about this is that had this been an imperial guard story i think i would have found it off-putting
0: yes this but it's the orcs this i think it's like i even told you like one time that we talked to she had finished reading the book and i was talking about all the pop culture references because she hadn't really gotten to that point yet and i said there's so many of them and i didn't want to spoil what they were but, said, but the thing about it is that they he does it in such a way that it doesn't feel out of place. Like, it totally feels yes. like something that these grots would say. Like, 100% hold on to your butts. To which I God. cackled out loud. Cackled, yes. Laughed
1: very hard at that. Because, it's just funny. Like, a, uh, and it was, okay. it, but you know what? It was the perfect moment when he's sitting
0: there trying to, yes. un- to hotwire the doors. Yeah. Perfect moment for that. I it mean, Jurassic it, Park. Like I said, it everything, the pop culture references fit. Right. To the point, like, yeah. even if you didn't get the pop culture references, they were still pretty damn funny. They were really funny. And
1: again,
0: it's just a really
1: cute little story. It, it, the thing about, and we've said this before, but the best part about the orcs and the goblins, or the grots, is that like, you're limited only by your own imagination. Because they're so ridiculous, and they're so over the top. You could have an orc named Claws wearing all red with his white face squigs, and it all, and you're like, mm, this all tracks. And it does. <laughs> like, and they can take over the bridge of a humi ship and say boring conversation anyway and you're like that that tracks like that's funny and that's bringing that's a good Star Wars or homage like they could all legit let's
0: say where's the other other big star was oh when he shot point blank into the controls like that should hold him and they're like why would you do that that's stupid (laughs) analyzing everything any star wars fan has ever said about that scene he's like well it just seems right right right
1: 100 with the or with again with the orcs or the grots it's oh
0: 100 that just makes sense oh and of course we can't forget the i'm getting a real bad feeling about this to which when i got mm-hmm. to that part i yelled out loud drink anybody drink went to college yeah. in the 90s know exactly what i'm talking about Pretty much. But
1: it just, and the thing about it is, is that you can do this type of like Christmassy story. Like, so text to speech has that Sanguinala one that came out with, I think it was like their last Sanguinala one, right? What are you doing with celestine? Uh, Funny, cute. But if you were to try to turn that into a real story, it would feel kind of weird. Do you know who could pull off this type of campy? There's literally only one other character who could pull this off and it'd be Kai Fiskane.
0: That's true. That's they could true. have
1: a That would be so amazing if they did like cuz my favorite version of a Christmas carol is the uh George C Scott version with General Patton as Scrooge. It's my favorite version. I don't think I've seen but... this one. It's from the 70s. I love it. Oh wow. It's yeah. I have to find one. this because George C Scott is 100% Scrooge. Like he I don't think he had to act for that movie. Um, but it was so well done. You could do that with Caiaphas Kane, And I would love to see him actually as. It would be kind of amazing. Because then he could go back. The Ghost of Christmas Past could show him all the times he had with Amberly, And <laughs> anyways, you could do that. But anything else than that, it would have been kind of like forced and weird. You can do this wonderful. And it wasn't
0: like totally on the nose Christmassy. Because it is ultimately about. <laughs> out you know what just was like you couldn't really do a christmas carol with caiaphas Cain. you you could do Mm. it's a wonderful life
1: had you never been sent to the regiment (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i got something there don't i you do actually have something there but i can just imagine look caiaphas every time a bell rings Anyways, a blood angel comes down to see us. Like nobody can... wants that. <laughs> no, by the way, wants that. wants that. They wouldn't know about this, but every time a bell rings, a blood angel gets cured of the black rage. Oh, see, that's a whole lot. That's just sweet. Makes it sweet. And uh, you still need to watch Angels of Death so we can discuss the black rage scene. I'm sorry, um, but it just it worked, and it was also because because he managed to combine a Christmas story with what is essentially a quasi-communist hero. When they started talking about the Glorious Revolution. Mm-hmm. Right. All I could think of the whole time was, Grotz of this ship, unite! Like, this is just funny. This, and it's perfect because like, you start thinking about like communist Grotz. Yeah, after a sense. Right, maybe not like in the pure like the Tao vision of like we're all very peaceful. Uh, n- no, not quite like that. <laughs> but in their minds, right? I absolutely love the concept
0: of it. And wasn't I would say like more Marxist, right? Because wasn't his thing like workers of the world unite? So mm-hmm. that's pretty much the Grotz were, right? They're pretty much they're really I underpaid loved the workers. Idea.
1: Well, the really funny thing about it too, is that, and we, we've seen this now in, we saw this in Brutal Cutting, and we saw it in the God's Cult Thraka book, where they just kind of accept their place in the world. Right. Right? Like, well, no, orcs don't listen to gods, and we're basically like cannon fodder for them, even though we do everything for them. Um, So it's kind of funny to me to think that every now and then, as a Christmas time miracle, <laughs> One grot stands up and says no. So that they can have this revolutionary figure. That's kind of delightful. It really is. And honestly, I kind of liked the ending. Oh, yeah. That he, they're basically like, nope, we gotta go back because this is all for nothing if we don't help all grots. And then it just feeds this myth and this legend of Dull Red Gabo. Right which again is such like again you're reading this and you're like this all tracks all he wanted was a big shooter that he couldn't even really use
0: no but when he did use it he aimed true that's true (laughs) i
1: did i did love the scene when they take over the i think my favorite overall scene was when they take over the bridge at the end when all uh, the, the like know, four remaining people are like
0: what i don't i think probably my favorite scene is when we all get into the elevator and claws like don't push all the buttons and sure one works like one grot's like Wee! All the buttons. Well, it reminded me of
1: that scene in elf when he does all the "woo," isn't that pretty
0: well and also because well, we already established that they love shiny stuff well, i'm thinking also as a parent like, how many times did you tell your child don't do that? Oh my god, and just don't like, do that. D-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d-d. And that's really what I thought of. I didn't think of Elf because I hate that movie. At me. I don't care. Uh, just I'm not a fan either. Because, uh, I mean, that's what my kids did. The first time elevator, every single time. <tipede> um, Well, that, he's grabbing him, going to probably brain him, basically, against it. The door opens. There's a bunch of humies out there who are very surprised at what's going on. And so he just throws the grot instead at them and the best comment of it all was Fingwit saying like it was the funniest thing he ever saw was the look on the Humi's face as (laughs) the grot came flying at him it's like of all things we expected to happen today (laughs) this was not one of them
1: well okay so along those lines um, I did like when he recognized the red barrel that he shot
0: Oh my a nice
1: homage to video games right When he's just oh. like i don't know humi glyphs but i know that one right so he shoots it it explodes, explodes claws is pissed and chasing after him and i love when he comes across the humans and he's like all right you want to fight because all of a sudden it's like oh the grots are forgotten right now we've got humies to deal with because again it's it's orc logic and one of the yes. things that got said in the gosgol thraka book that really stuck with me It's basically when they were like, yeah, these things could have taken over the universe if they could organize and stay focused. (laughs) Like He could have gotten to the guns if they just could have focused a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. But no. And I do like after that, he's just like, oh, that was good. (laughs) Weren't you on a task?
0: Apparently not. Well, they were, but they get distracted easily.
1: <laughs> I, you know what? And I'm sympathetic because, yeah, it's a little hard. But, yeah, that was, that was funny. I also liked his thought process when he's like, "Do you know how to work the guns?" Yes, but I'm not telling him that because they don't like smart grots. right? It's <laughs> like, nope. Do you have the list? The list. Yep. Yep. You made me check it twice wrote it all down
0: I am yeah. ashamed I had to have a reader or I guess a, a viewer of this podcast pointed out to me like did you get the list part I'm like what are you talking about like the list because they checked, they checked it twice and everything I was like what oh Jesus how did I miss that but probably because I was laughing at the other joke that was just one paragraph above you know it's like sometimes like when you when you watch like a really funny show or a m- funny movie, and you got to watch it a couple times because you missed stuff because you were laughing through yes. those jokes. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. kind of like that. Yeah, I will. I will say the first
1: time that we saw *Tropic Thunder*, we saw it in the theater. Um, I had to go back and rewatch it, and there were jokes that I was like, "Was that in the first time?" Uh, I must have been laughing too hard to catch it.
0: It was um, kind of the way for me, but um, like the first time I saw *Avengers* or. Thor Ragnarok or Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh my gosh. So, Thor Ragnarok, for sure. There were some references that I was
1: like yep, nope, totally missed that the first time. Because yeah.
0: Too busy laughing, laughing at references 2 and 3 just behind it. Oh, exactly.
1: Or just the like, the gags that they just worked. Like, it's, it's really hard sometimes. But yes and i felt that way at least a good thing about the book is like i could sit there and laugh and then keep going with it and um i i love the way they talk i love the way they think i love that all the grots kind of came together in the end rather than fighting each other because for a while there i was like oh is he gonna have to fight with them the whole time i kind of did at first right at first and then he kind of then he didn't and I, I like I loved when uh what's his face when he opens the door because he's like eh, you're not in charge of everything I can open a door like I've figured a few things out that is also one of the things I found most interesting about this book because every book we've read about the orcs does this they are funny they are interesting their worldview is very weird they are terrifying
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and even this book still kind of managed that a little bit like when they talk about walking into a room and there's just all these dead humies everywhere right? and you're like oh and then like when they take over the bridge again I know that I say this a lot but of all the ignoble ways to die bunch of grots an upstart grot that thinks he's leading
0: the glorious revolution (laughs) takes over your ship. You know what surprises everything. And and none of those people on the bridge thought that anyone was going to get in for one. Two, it'd be a bunch of grots. They'd probably heard of orcs. They had no idea what grots were.
1: And part of me wonders that they just, like, they all look the same. Like, is this the same thing? Like, do they think it's
0: the same thing as an orc? Well, I mean, they kind of made the orcs made that joke about humies too right they talked about how they, they all they all look they couldn't tell apart. they all look the same you gotta look for like the logos on their uniforms right and i was like well yeah i mean y'all kind of look the same except by you know what parts of your body are you missing have <laughs> been replaced by mechanical right. parts and how big you are
1: right i did like that when he kind of mentions that again he's just like it's really weird how like sometimes it's not even the biggest guys that lead them
0: <laughs> it's like, why would you
1: listen to somebody if they weren't going to kill you?
0: Well, you know, it's like one of my favorite log orc logic things that um, Uthax had and Brutal Cunning was um, if you don't want if you don't want people to steal your stuff, why do you got to make it all so shiny? Like, oh my god, yes. You know, it's just like if you want people to take your stuff, then don't make it so pretty. It's like, well, you put it that way. Okay, right. All of a sudden, you're like,
1: I mean, I hadn't thought of it that way before, but okay, I can kind of see where you're
0: coming from here.
1: <laughs> kind of.
0: I, or, I don't know. Orc when pho- I mean, they're not being terrifying, orc philosophy is great. Oh, orc philosophy
1: is great. And I also like that really, like, the concern is that, uh, like, concerned. the orcs weren't even really that concerned. Hmm? Concerned. <laughs> concern <laughs> about dying to a grot not necessarily a humie but definitely to the grots like that whole thing and I do like I actually find it oddly fascinating how how rigid I guess is the word I'm looking for their culture is definitely spelled with a k
0: well yeah and probably not a u at the end
1: no, call. They're definitely a ch. No, in I'm sorry, too. not
0: not an e. I didn't mean you I meant not an e at the end. But I think you you were with me on that.
1: I was definitely a K U L C H U R mm. sort of culture. Because probably two hours. Yeah. Maybe, probably. Um. Yeah, it's just it's. I'm always fascinated by that—that that it's like, again, you guys are soccer hooligans in space, but you got rules. That's always a little weird to me.
0: I don't yeah. know why. So now I'm wondering if, like, reason why they're so attracted to shiny stuff is because they were created as a foil to the Necrons, right? So, kind of,
1: maybe maybe um, I don't know. i'm don't probably
0: looking far too far into that right
1: but they're funny as hell and um, uh, but i did like like there were a few parts here where they were definitely you know i would <laughs> trying to keep them scary
0: i would love to have this as an animated film on warhammer plus
1: Oh my god. I would love this as an animated film. I, mean, I think it would just be from just from Hammer and
0: Bolter that the you know about old Bailey mm-hmm. bring all those people on board. I think it'd be great. Oh my god. Leave I all, I would totally watch it. Leave all the pop culture references.
1: I would laugh very hard. But again, it just it just works. Yeah. And it I don't does. know like I don't know what else to say about it, other than holy cow, this all just
0: worked. Uh, okay, I got something else to say about it. Um, if you haven't picked this up, whether you got it in audiobook—I don't know if it's audiobook form—but for ebook or whatever, just do it. <laughs> yeah. Unless you hate humor and fun, if you hate humor and fun, then then don't do it.
1: Yeah, then don't do that if you're not into humor or fun. It, and look, here's the th- here's the thing about it. It's a super short read.
0: Yeah. Which I would have actually, if, we I hadn't needed been right si- now. if I hadn't been so tired when I started reading it, I would have finished this in one sitting, like, so see, so like, how many pages is it actually in the hardback? It is 107 pages. So that's a real fast read. It's a and,
1: real fast read. And the
0: print is big, so it's, like, it's 107 pages with, like, microscopic print, so... Right. Well, and it's just...
1: It's just fun, and it's exactly what the doctor kind of ordered right now, because I feel like stuff has just been kind of serious in general in life, and um,
0: and in the Warhammer forty k universe. And in the Warhammer forty k universe, Hellwinter Gate was pretty deep.
1: Hellwinter deep. There was a lot going on in Hellwinter Gate, and before that, we had read the Twice Dead King Ruin, and before that was Grimmer Past, before that was Stormcaller, like, and then after this. Once we go into the new year, we're gonna be reading something else that's kinda of serious after we get through Don't spoil it. But yes, we're reading Wolf Time. Um after we do our so our next podcast is, is actually like gonna be our end of the year awards. The
0: opposite of <laughs> <laughs> this book. Yeah. Exactly. Um Gav yes, Thorpe, you wordy, man. I love you, but you wordy. Yes
1: yes I would agree with that
0: but um, but like as Jen said we're going to be doing the awards next time so we're going to have like a nice little break here and we won't be back officially with the book club until the new year
1: yes it sounds so weird when you say it that way because I still haven't come to terms with the fact that we're in December it's still like October in my brain
0: the weird thing is about 2021 is that Whereas 2020 felt like it went on for seven years The very beginning of 2021 Felt very slow But then after the summer It's like it just picked up Speed I don't know what it was
1: I agree with that entirely Like All of a sudden It felt like it, I, I kind of blame vacation Like it was
0: What? What you're saying is that we need to go April. back April We need to go back to Hawaii because I think that's what down. I'm saying that, I mean yeah I'm down with it we, it was
1: April and then all of a sudden it was October and now all of a sudden it's December. like it's it's kind of a weird time right now and I, like with hockey picking up for us like it's just been kind of crazy so this was exactly what the doctor ordered it was very funny but I have to tell you my biggest takeaway from this book I want Brutal Cunning 2 so They
0: mentioned Ufthak Blackhawk in here, and I you, was like... If you haven't picked up or read Road Rage, I cannot recommend enough. I actually have a review up on the site, but I laughed my ass off reading it. On my list. I picked it up. I picked up that I mean, one, and I picked up the Night Lords one. I still need to pick up, like, like the others that came out. But, I mean, seriously, it's Uthak Blackhawk in a race with the Speed Freaks... And the Drukari decide this looks like fun. I mean to be fair. I learned a new term for them like and I can't call them the Drukari anymore, actually. They're now forever the spikies. Because that just cracked spikies. me up. Talk about how they got fish hooks everywhere. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> all I, I could, mean, yeah. All I can think of is like the stereotypical like goth super goth punk from like the late eighties. One that has, like, you know, the totally white-out face and all the piercings everywhere. <laughs> you didn't have the piercings everywhere. I didn't have the piercings everywhere, and your but hair was not black and stuck out all to here.
1: The hair was black for a while. But it you didn't not have it stuck out
0: all to here. Or did you? Oh, kind of.
1: You guys, that's all coming back. We went to my daughter's band concert the other night, and there was a kid there. I've known this kid since he was, like, in kindergarten. His twin sister's in the band. He's going through a phase. His hair was done black, and it was, like, jerking everywhere. And he had on, like... I think it was... Oh, it was an old... It was, like, an old... I think it was Offspring or something. It was, like, a late 90s, early aughts California punk shirt. Uh, Uh, It was something like that. And he had, like, the one plaid leg and the one black leg on his pants. But the thing... That killed me was his face was white. And then he had, like, these black, like... He looked like
0: Sting from professional wrestling. Oh, my God. That's coming back. Like, that super goth with, like, the eyeliner, like, all over the face is coming back.
1: I felt so bad because I was staring at this kid. I'm sorry. You're dressed like that. You want to be stared at. Well, it was funny. Like, mostly I was staring at him because I'm like... I had those same pants. (laughs) In the 90s. And I also did stupid stuff with an eyeliner. You'll grow out. Like, I wanted to go over to his parents and be like, he'll grow out of it. I promise he'll eventually.
0: That's probably why they were normal. letting him be like that. So, like, this is not going to last forever. It's going to be a
1: phase, right? Well, it's so funny because like we get in the car and I asked my daughter. I was like, so he is, you know, and she goes, it's not a phase, mom. I was like, I think it is a phase. And she was like, oh, it's a phase. <laughs> okay. Good job. Yeah, it's a little, um, you do you, but it's really funny to me that some of those really bad 90s fashions are coming back. Like, although...
0: I have noticed it a little bit because, like, one of my friends whose daughter is my eldest son's age was over there. And she had on, like, this crappy, like, homeless-looking vest thing. You know what I'm talking about, too. I know what you're
1: talking about.
0: And she had, like, this plaid shirt thing that was like super tight you know that kind of went over her fingers I was like oh Jesus I had no idea that was back in oh it's
1: all back in like all the girls in her hockey team want um, Doc Martens for Christmas which I think is hilarious
0: okay well I still like my Doc Martens I do
1: too because and that's the one thing is like when my daughter was like can I get a pair and I was trying not to be like "So, (laughs) I'm just
0: like I mean sure baby you want it's really funny now <laughs> is that you know back in the day my parents were like you have to buy your own doc martens because we're not spending that much money on shoes and now with the kids like we like doc martens oh, okay because compared to other shoes those are damn cheap <laughs> how things have changed how things have
1: changed oh how the turns have tabled here i will
0: have to say i'm so happy that my kid at least so far fingers crossed are not sneaker heads because dear lord yeah, cross yourself for that one. Um,
1: I work with a sneaker head. and um, there, like, do you, like I'm still I'm old enough to remember the first time the Air Jordans came out, and people were like, "You want how much for a pair of tennis shoes?" Yeah, I, yes, I, I remember that too. How do how did we get here off of it? You know what? Honestly, though, Christmas. I kind I feel like thematically. The characters of this book would follow this train of thought and be like, hmm, yeah, that makes sense. I can see how you got there.
0: Actually, I could see the Grotz wearing Doc Martens, to be honest. A
1: hundred percent. And, like, running around screaming, oi.
0: And I'm talking about, like, the old school Doc Martens, the ones that, remember the plaid ones or the checkered ones? They'd be wearing those. Yes, they probably would Don't tell me you had a pair of checkered ones. I I had the black ones. I might have to break up with you if you had the checkered ones.
1: No, I didn't. Um, I just had the plain black ones. Because, you know, that's what that's what we could get. And I was... Yeah,
0: anyways. All the fun stuff here. Um, all right. Well, let's... I'll, I think I'm going to take this out one up. before we start talking about yes. other shoes.
1: I know. Of, of um, the 90s. Or... <laughs> you
0: came here for Orcs and Shoes. Uh, um, Dude, super that's, fun book. Actually, that's why I'm here. It's for Orcs and Shoes. That's actually oh the gosh. one... That is the one girly thing about me is shoes. Highly recommend just I but again,
1: I just want more ooflack blackhawk. I'm gonna go read Road Rage, but I want another go read Road Rage. Br- brutler Cunnin. Kind of brutal Cunniner. Like I feel like I feel like they're gonna have to do something like that. But um, to me this just proves that Mike Brooks is very funny and very at home with the orcs.
0: Yes, we need more workbooks from him and less navigators. I'm sorry, Mike. I'm i I'm sorry if you do watch this. That, that just,
1: you made it past the Doc Martin talk.
0: Right. I don't know, he's punk. He might have been in for that. I know. it, it I mean look, it's it's a thing that's coming back. That makes me kinda of happy because I don't have to buy new boots. Let's be real. Right? Yeah. I still break mine out. All right. You've listened to the Warhammer 40k book club episode regarding Dagabo's revenge by Mike Brooks. Be sure to join us next time for the book club awards. We are an unofficial book club and not affiliated with the black library or any of its affiliates. You can find both the vidcast and podcast on our website, wh40kbookclub.com. If you like this episode, please like subscribe, give a review and all those good things to the vidcast on YouTube or the podcast, anywhere you get podcasts. Our site also has articles about adventures and reading other Warhammer 40k books and short stories outside of the book club books. So please stay while and read from a And I'm still all furious, In case you were wondering.
1: Oh, shoot. I was going to tell you to get you some chartreuse, but that is not what the red gabo would want. He would want you to get some red.
0: R- right red. Well, because the red ones go faster.
1: Red ones do go faster. It's true. I have a little raptor back there. There you go.
0: Get you some red. Does he go faster because he's red?
1: I mean, indubitably.
0: Oh, that makes sense. Good Good night, everybody.
1: Good night, everybody.